This week's episode of MindGap Podcast is brought to you by sunblocker inserts for your actual glasses. Sunglasses are stupid. Yeah, you heard me. You either buy some that are insanely expensive and they get broken or lost, you buy some cheap ones that fall apart, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. No more, I say. Introducing sunblocker inserts for your actual glasses. That's right. These are thin, acceptable pieces of material that you simply slide on the inside of your glasses to protect you from the sun. No need to buy a separate pair of sunglasses and swap them out as you go inside or outside. No need to have the transition lenses that look like some low-grade, disappointing spy tech that freaks people out as they slowly go from dark to light as you walk inside a building. Just reach into your pocket, pull out your sunblocker inserts for your actual glasses, and slip them on and you're good to go. To those who say, but I don't wear glasses, how is this supposed to help me? Well, these aren't for you, asshole. Go find something else to brag about. Head on over to sunglassesarestupid.com today to pick up your box of sunblocker inserts for your actual glasses. Enter the code MINDGAP at checkout to get 10% off your first order and to be entered into a contest to win sunblocker inserts for your actual eyes. The new and improved product coming soon. Hey, dorks. Just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Welcome back. On this week's episode, Justin and I investigate this revived infatuation with ordinary things actually being cake. It's something I really struggle with. We then talk about the concept of Uncanny Valley and how it relates to video games and the rest of life. Then we celebrate the first X-Men movie turning 20 years old. Pretty soon, it'll be able to legally drink. Special thanks to Twitch user Sirloin84 for giving us the throwdown in this episode. It was so good! So grab a knife, start cutting every object around in sincere hopes that it's secretly cake, and get ready to indulge yourself in episode 255 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to My Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. And I'm Justin. And Justin is three inches dilated right now. So you're you're not on Twitch. You're watching him wear some fake sunglasses over his real glasses. Well, no, they're they're sunblocker inserts for your actual glasses. Boy, that just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Please, introducing sunblocker inserts for your actual glasses. <laughs> I think I think we just determined what the fake ad is going to be. <laughs> In case you guys don't know, we write and record fake ads uh, for the podcast every week for the people that are on Twitch. So if you ever want to check those out. I wrote if you sp- don't listen to it live. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I like about this is it makes me look like I have a Groucho Marx unibrow. Uh, yeah, it kind of does, you yeah. know. <laughs> this, is, 
it's pretty badass. I'm saving these. Yeah, badass. I'm not gonna buy sunglasses anymore. I'm just gonna use these. There you go. You're like, hold on, is it is it sunny outside? Just slide these right in, and I'm like, I'm good. I did. I did go and get my. I went to the optometrist today. You know, uh, brag. Got my new prescription. I have insurance. No big deal. Nice. Uh, I got you know new prescriptions. They're like, hey, it's been you know since 2017 since we checked your like periphery yada yada whatever test where we dilate and they go do you want to do that i said sure and so they gave me those and they went you're gonna want these when you leave and i went okay because i was in the place and Mm -hmm. totally fine i'm like yeah i'm under these fluorescent lights no problem and they have their windows have these like film on them to make it a little bit darker in there and i opened the door and immediately regretted not having them on right away (laughs) i did not I underestimated uh, how intensely my eyes were dilated. Yeah, Justin uh, didn't believe him. I know? didn't, because I don't believe doctors, typically. Justin questions many things, except the Bible. Right. Oh, wait, that's, Bible, that's I, me. Never once have I read in the Bible that you need to wear these fake-ass shades after <laughs> you get your eyes dilated. <laughs> False. Jesus didn't wear them. False. False. Um... So, gang, hi. I hope you all have been having a great week. You know, hope you had a great week since you last heard from us. Since you've been hanging with us. Uh, In case you guys don't know at this point, and shame on you if you don't, uh, we do a video game live stream every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central. And last week, last Saturday, was a particularly special one because we we headed back into the dungeon. With the Dungeon Karens for Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy board game with adventure number three, which was super exciting. And Justin, oh. I want to get your reaction because we haven't really debriefed on this yet. I got, yeah, you know, yeah. we had a little bit back and forth. You know, I told you some of my highlights and things like that. But uh, what did you think? You know, uh, how'd it go down? Boy, let me tell you something right now. Uh, it was the craziest adventure we have had yet. If it was not for Eric being part of our team, we would have been fucked beyond belief. Uh, We almost were fucked beyond belief, but man. uh, And you know what? We learned a valuable lesson. Potions, way more valuable than one might think in uh, D&D. A lot of people like to shit on them. They saved our ass. They really did. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't tuned into the previous uh, episodes of the Dungeons and Dragons, essentially there's chests and there's a chance that you can loot some good stuff. And these guys have notoriously just picked up potion after potion. They've gotten really excited about them, but they came in handy because something else that happened was these guys found about 80%, 90% of the traps in the dungeon. I mean, they were just rolling through it. We're not going to, we didn't find them full Full credit goes to to Jared, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. thunder from down under. He right. rolled those dice like a fucking madman. Yeah. He found like 80% of the traps. Yeah, it's, and Jervis just said the dice were rigged. I was like, what, in your favor? Because I feel like you found almost all of them. In fact, uh, at the time of recording this uh, tomorrow, uh, there will be a quick highlight reel <laughs> specifically showcasing all the traps that you found and also the ones that you didn't because that's where it got real interesting. Yeah. Uh, because in the last room, you guys went in, Jared rolled. He finally got the hand that said, you can't look anymore for traps. Right. And then he got in there and, uh, they stepped on a couple of traps and they were resurrection traps. 
So oh, the previous God. guys that they had killed got resurrected. One in particularly was a bugbear. If you don't know what a bugbear yeah. is, it's a big, mean, nasty guy that they killed once, and then they had to kill it again. And Slotty said he was really wanted. He was looking for the total party kill, and he was really rooting for the bugbear, who he named Jeffrey. Uh, but these guys were smart. Jared uh, and and Justin and Eric and Sam. They used what they had available. They used their artifacts. Uh, they used their potions. They slayed all of the monsters, and they found the true Sing Orb. And I can't wait for the next adventure in the Dungeons and Dragons because this is as far as I've ever gotten in the game. And I'm pumped because the next one's going to be really fun. And after you guys get through this next adventure, you guys are going to level up, which is super exciting. So now I'm I'm fairly confident. When we originally started, I heard you say that you level up after the third one and now it's number four so i feel like there's a little political game going on here i'm not sure what to believe right now did you go see the ear doctor today because i think you should clean out your fucking ears justin i have vertigo (laughs) (laughs) hey hey dull moment thank you for the resubscribe uh appreciate it man you're the best all the Uh, love to you so uh i want to clarify about this last room Mm -hmm. it wasn't just that there was you know oh we hit the traps <clears throat> this was an impossible room to go into because it was four squares wide at the entrance and all four squares across had a trap on it. So there mm-hmm. was literally no entering the room without springing a fucking trap. Because well, that's, and yeah. So we just got, like, we got our asses handed to us for a tiny little bit. Well, the thing was, too, is as soon as you opened the door, there were enemies, too, which is mm-hmm. typically psychologically, you're like, well, we have to fight these guys. Now, you guys were talking about, like, we got to search for traps, but then you got caught up in bloodlust. And even if you had found a trap, because you only get to roll once, right? So right. you'd have to come back around again, roll again, hope that you find one. And then, even if you found them all in the midst of all that, you would have had to disarm them. So right. it was severely well, limited. Is, and the thing is, too, it was only one square in. So it's not like we could have entered the room and started this battle. So yeah. we would have had to draw them out into the previous room. Yeah. It was a whole clusterfuck. And I will say this. I'm not a huge video game guy, typically. Not a huge D&D guy. I'm learning that I'm becoming one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was redonkulous. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. It was that a good time. Because I, I literally thought we were going to get a, a, a TPK. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. You guys, I got to say, I was feeling a little deflated in the beginning because you guys were finding all the traps. I was like... Blazing through it. I was like, but you, I was like, but you know what, though? That's part of the game, right? Like, the part of the game is you got to roll and see what happens. Sometimes yeah. you're going to perceive it. Sometimes you're not. And ultimately, I feel like it ended in a wonderful climax, just like my prom night. So that's the best part. I and just poop ejaculated my moist missile. Yeah. That's how it ended. And you had an amazing spell casting in that. You had oh, a critical I hit. I did. In, in the previous I... session, yeah, you tried it out. It was kind of a dud, but this time you critically hit. You just you I... absolutely annihilated that bugbear. Literally could not have gotten a better dice roll. I got amazing. my magic point back. I got like it was every single thing you could. You have ignored rolled. armor class, which was the key one. So you did five straight damage yeah. to the bugbear. That was like just absolutely it was amazing. It was so cool. Yeah. I so, was into it. I'm not going to lie. Had a blast. Super excited. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, too. Um, I can't wait for the next one. But for this coming Saturday, July 18th, come on over to the stream, 8 p.m. Central, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast, because Slotty Bartfast, the Jerbus, and myself are going to be playing Pummel Party. If you're not familiar with Pummel Party, it's basically Mario Party, but super violent and ridiculous. 
So you can purchase the game on Steam if you want to play along with us. You can play up to eight players. So we'd be more than happy to have other folks. I don't think I really want to play with Rando. So if not, it'll just be the three of us. We played it once already. It was insane. It was very entertaining. So I think we're going to have a real good time. So that's Pummel Party. Check it out on Steam uh, if you guys want to want to do that. And then, uh, yeah, come come watch us Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time. TV slash podcast. And then also real quick, uh, just a reminder, we have some merch. Go check it out. It's teespring.com slash stores slash 2E8. Uh, we've got some face masks in there. we got some cool t-shirts. We've got the I Will Haunt Your Butt t-shirt, uh, which is super duper cool. I Will Haunt Your Butt. Which is super awesome. So uh, go check that out. If you're on Twitch right now, there is a box, a panel straight down below. Go click on that. Check out, see what we got. Support the podcast. And honestly, especially with the face masks, um, you know, wear face masks. Be safe for yourself, for other people. Uh, support the podcast. And also, for every face mask that is sold, Teespring is going to donate a dollar to the No Kids Hunger campaign. So honestly, it's it's a three-way win. You don't get those very often. So right. go check How them often out. How you get to have a three-way? Uh, never. I mean, Never. I think they're, I think they're fictitious. I don't even think they're real. You've not, oh, I've only seen them on film. Yeah, which means they're fake. Right. <laughs> if anything, just like Fast and the Furious. Jared says wear a fucking face mask so he can come back to visit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read a, dude, I read an article that scared the shit out of me the other day, mm-hmm. and it it said it said uh, the title of the article was uh, "The American Passport Is Now Worthless." Sir Loin goes, here we go. I didn't come here for the politics. <laughs> is that a, I don't know what that... Is that a J.B. Pritzker? No, who is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know. A little emoji in the chat. Yeah, it's, an, it's a disappointed emoji. Sir Loin 84, you're right. We're here to talk about cake and why... Oh, all right. I'm just going to gloss right over that. All right. And why everything is cake. Everything is cake. What's the deal? With cake, right? Oh, you, got a, you got a beer can that people are cutting into. It's like, it's not a beer can. It's cake. Here's a Croc sandal. No, it's cake. What the fuck? Why? Why is everything cake? Justin, answer great question. the question. All right. Let me explain to you how people bake cake that looks like other things, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But why? Why are we why? doing this? Why are we doing um, this? I I just came across uh, it was it must have been Sunday like right at, right when this whole phenomenon started uh, a Reddit video where they were they were doing that and it freaked me out at first because the Croc sandal was the first one that they had and I was like Jesus Christ that looked like a Croc sandal and some of the things they were cutting into in my mind I'm like there's absolutely no way that is cake and then sure enough it was cake I was expecting half of them to be and half of them not to be. That was the question. Boo. And then you're welcome. Um, I can't get to it quick enough. Um, <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be like a guessing game, like which things are cake and which are real. All of them. Are, I was blown away. And then all of a sudden today we realized that uh, this is like a now an Internet thing where people are just posting these videos and and everything is cake. So, I, yeah, <clears throat> I have to say it freaks me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I don't like it because it fucks with my mind. Yeah, I've uh, minded to begin with. I've never really liked it. I mean, years ago, I used to watch the Charm City Cakes. What was it, Cake Boss or whoever it was with uh, what's his name over in Baltimore? Oh, uh, uh, 
buddy, right? Buddy. I don't think it's buddy. Uh, is it Duff? No, Duff. Well, Duff is. Duff was the one I was thinking of. Is he Cake Boss? Then there's the no. Ace of Cakes. Duff was the, was the Ace, Ace of Cakes. cakes I think. So. I think cake he was. A, yeah, I think I watched Ace of Cakes. Yeah, where basically they were like, you know what I want? I want to watch. I want a cake that uh, shoots fire, and and it, they just made ridiculous cakes. Okay, so yeah, so Slotty said Buddy Valestro was Cake Boss. Gotcha. So Duff must have been Ace of Cakes. The Ace of Cakes. The um, Ace of Cakes. Uh, yeah, I just I'm not into it, man. I'm not into it. Uh, yeah, I, I I appreciate it for being what it was, but I would have been so mad for my birthday. If someone was like, hey, check it out. Here's this really cool cake. I'm like, how much of that are we actually able to eat? Right. You know, like that's what I'm here for. I'm here to eat well, the cake. Technically, all of it you can eat, but you're eating straight fondant. But the problem is like a lot of that stuff has got like cardboard and metal and things in there to make sure that it's structurally sound. So it's sure. not necessarily, it's not about being edible. It's Could, about. But just, Doug, you can eat it. You can eat glass, Justin, if you want right. to, you know, it's I'm just glad like. We're in agreement. <laughs> I don't know how good you're gonna feel when it's done, but you can do it. You know. Oh, it's gonna hurt coming out. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna die inside. Literally, you're gonna die a little bit inside. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. bleed out. Um, um but yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan yeah. of it, man. I, it's funny because I had a this conversation with my coworker like a year or two ago, where she was like, "Fuck these cakes! Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. to, to it's like this, don't make me a cake of a burger." Like I don't want to, I don't want to pretend that I'm eating a burger while cutting into it. And it's cake. She's like, "Fuck that shit, I don't want that." I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of disturbing to me. Like, I don't find it that amusing, and I don't find like, yeah, it's a beautiful cake, but give me a plain ass vanilla sheet cake. Don't even decorate it. Just give it to me and say happy birthday. I'll be like, woo! I'll be the happiest guy in the world because I'm here to eat yeah. fuck cake." I'm not here to admire this. It's like if you were to give me an ice sculpture, I'm like, thank you. Now let's watch this melt away and yeah. I can't use it for anything. Thank you. Thank you for thank you very much. Jared is sending his uh his Russian spy links. Don't click on those TikTok yeah. links. No. No. You can take your TikToks and <clears throat> shove them up your butt. So I <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I I'm in the same way. Like uh, Beth really likes watching those, um, like the kids baking championship and Great British Bake Off and the uh, those other things. And one of the challenges every season is typically um, <clears throat> the food in disguise challenge, where you have to make something that looks like tacos, but it's all cake or or some sort of uh, pastry. Um, and every every time I watch an episode like that. I'm impressed because from an artistry standpoint, these people really make it look like that food. And from an artistry standpoint, these videos that we're seeing online, they really make them look like Crocs or a bottle of lotion or mm -hmm. toilet paper or whatever. And that's amazing. Again, from an artistry standpoint, 100%. but from a, an actual standpoint, when I look at a bottle of lotion, my first, you know, like thought is not, I want cake. I'm going to eat that. What is it your first thought? Turns, well, obviously the moisturize. Right, my knuckles are dry. You and you and you and you ashy. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I uh, I appreciate it from an artistry standpoint, but I think Slotty actually brought up a good point uh, off mic uh, he or uh, off show. I guess that, that's the thing um, where he said <clears throat> something to the effect of your 
you're doing all this and is anyone eating it? Like basically there are people who would kill for that food and the people who are picking the the cocoa beans that are going into the chocolate are working for pennies and you're, you know, making this beautiful cake and like just then what throwing it out or eating half of it. So it's I I struggle sometimes I do struggle with when food is made into art because yeah. I feel like I feel like in, unless it is consumed by the crew or whatever, I feel like it's just kind of a waste. But isn't food already art, Justin? Yes. <laughs> I had a steak this last weekend that was art. You and I talked about that a long, long time ago. About the yes. idea of like, you know. Is it, yes. Which, to recap, I'm like, knock it off, give me my food. <laughs> But this is in a uh, white wine. Shut up. Give me my food, Francois. This is a confit. Listen here, Dominic. You can take your your confit (laughs) and get the fuck out of here. Give me my food. I don't need it fancy. You take take your nitrous whatever you got, the liquid nitrogen, and just save it. Just give me ice cream, okay? I don't need you to smash a cookie on the table. And be like, we're deconstructing it. I'm like, I could do right. that in my own body. I don't need you to do that at the table. <laughs> Fuck I you. you uh, deconstructed rice. Deconstructed, deconstructed rice? We. Uh, oui. <laughs> so you just spilled rice all over my table? We. Oui. <laughs> it's beautiful. It looks like maggots. Bon appetit. Yay. <laughs> Give you something to bone appetit. I'll bone your appetit. Oh, girl. You're welcome. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like we, that was, that was, uh, that was actually, I remember that being a very fun episode. That was a mm-hmm. good debate episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I, you don't, wait, I, uh, what about one of those Bunny Hana places I've seen on TV? That's not you're really saying, art. That's a show. I was going to say, you're saying that's art? No, that's big difference. Com. That's guys yeah. who just like, and hey, so- knife skills. Yeah. And then you still order and you get your food. Um, on, Slotty says onion volcanoes are okay. They're they're allowed. We'll allow. They those. are allowed. But I, the problem with those places is you always walk out just reeking of what was ever on that grill. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. It's pretty gross. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good stuff. That's actually how I figured out that I liked uh, squash and zucchini. It's because I and went to one of those. Huddle? I went to one of those places. They're like, "Hey, are you ready?" And I was like, "No, no, no." I go, "What do you have?" And he just goes, "Pop." He popped it up, and I was like, "Ah!" I didn't want to be rude. So I was like, ah, and it went into my mouth. And then I was like, hey, this isn't bad. <laughs> so I wonder what would happen if they did that with an onion. Oh, I'd be like, Bleh. I'd be like, get that shit out of here. I don't Give want me it. that knife. I'm like, come here. I'll show here. you my knife skills. Yeah, you close your eyes and I'll throw something in your mouth. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't. Again, I can appreciate it from a standpoint of like, wow, someone basically sculpted something yeah, using baking ingredients um, to look like something pretty extraordinary. But I couldn't do it. We'll put we'll say that like without that a doubt. Is, I respect that because I do not have that skill. So, I mean, without a doubt, that's, you know, I would be on the nailed it show, you know, where I'm like, let me try this. Right. It's not going to look good. Uh, but I, I'm just not a fan of it and, uh, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy, I mean, I'm impressed like the, the video I saw with like the white claw can that they were cutting into. That was actually yeah. cake. super impressive, super impressive, but get that shit out of here. I don't want it. Yeah. All right. Just give me cake. 
I'm a simple Slotty man said, with simple needs. Slot, to that end, Slotty says, Doug has a two-year-old's mentality to experiencing the world. You're not wrong. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Jervis. <laughs> Sirloin says, Doug lets anything into his mouth just so he's not considered rude. Yeah. And yeah, I put things in my mouth to see if I like it. That's how it yeah. works. That's how taste buds work. That's what I'm trying to teach my daughter right now. Try it. See if you like it. She tried a tomato the other night, a cherry tomato. Good for her. She's like, I want to try that. I'm like, go for it. She goes, I like it. I'm like, you're better than your dad. <laughs> way yes. to go. Yes. Like, way to go. Yeah. So, yeah, everything is cake. You know. For the record, I do enjoy watching those baking shows. And I will continue watching them. And I'm curious to see if because of this, if those baking shows now incorporate more of this. I mean, it seems weird because I didn't know. Is this this is obviously something that's recently come up again, right? Like, is this what I it's always existed? Yeah, but it's I don't think it's ever been for some reason it just caught fire. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, because I remember like the cake boss and ace of cakes and all that yeah. sort of stuff like that was big several years ago so forever to be like this cake is a, this thing's actually cake i'm like haven't we been doing this for a long time like why the why the sudden just again resurgence of oh look what, yeah. look what we can do i don't understand it so well, i don't I guess. know there's an interesting article here on inverse.com mm -hmm. that talks about the science of quote everything is cake and I think it talks about, like, it goes into, we can share this link out here, but it goes into talking about, you know, how it. Uh, Your brain's trying to essentially cognitive, cognitively process. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a can of beer. Just kidding. It's cake. And your brain's still trying to, at the same time, it thinks it's both at the same time. So our yeah. brain is sort of enjoying the cognitive di dissonance that exists because it's it's yes. seeing two things at the same time being one thing and it's like i can't process it so people it enjoy almost, it but i don't <laughs> right it it almost dips into that <clears throat> have you seen those gifts of like or the the compilation videos of the most satisfying mm -hmm. where like when someone pours a mirror glaze onto something yeah. or when someone fills up a cup and it fills right up to the lip or you just like see a, like a continuous gif of like a chain link getting built yeah. in a machine or something where like exactly, a sphere yeah. is being built or whatever. Yeah. When something happens so perfectly that it's just aesthetically pleasing and it creates yeah. that mental stimulation. I mean, based off of what this article is saying, essentially it kind of taps into a very similar, similar point in your brain. Yeah. Cause I imagine it's kind of like the uncanny Valley stuff with video games and things like that, you know, where your brain is trying to, un you familiar Not with uncanny? So essentially, nope. You'll look at something and like graphics these days with video games are becoming pretty realistic, okay. but it's, it's, it's in this weird spot where it's super realistic to the point where our brains are like, whoa, this might be real, but it's not realistic to fool us entirely. So our brain is like, what the fuck is this? Like, right. Right. The Last of Us 2 is a new game that came out that's got a lot of, it's essentially motion capture acting and stuff like that. But you can look at that and be like, this is pretty close to being human. But it's in that weird spot where you're like, now nah, your brain's like, this isn't really real, but it's getting pretty close. So your brain's yeah. freaked out by it. You and can still tell. Yeah. You can still tell. You're like, no, this isn't what it's supposed to be. So it's it's very unsettling to people. It's the yeah. same thing with like androids or whatever. You see things that are, I mean, really, I mean, if you want to take it to another level, it's like the sex doll industry these days, you know, it's getting to the point I mean, where it's yeah. like, wait a second. 
this isn't real. What's happening here? You know? And but man, does it feel real. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What's that? Uh, your, your wife. Wait, that's not your wife. <laughs> that's a sex doll. I know these tricks. Wait a minute. This seems yeah. really weird. But it'll be very interesting to see if we can overcome that to the point where we're like, holy shit, like we won't be able to tell. Because honestly, that's something that always piques my interest. <laughs> Slotticos, of course, Doug has his finger on the pulse of the sex doll industry. I love that this has become an ongoing bit, all stemming from a Jackbox party pack game night. And I love it. I absolutely, yep. in the pulse. I love it. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact of if we get to the point of where that sort of stuff is indistinguishable, right? Where we make video games to the point where we're like, oh, wow, these actors are amazing. Like, none of those people are real. Like, those are just purely computer-generated stuff. It looks real, but it's not. Like James Dean acting again. Or, you know, something where someone creates an android that's like, you can't tell whether or not it's human or not. Like, what what will that mean? What will that be like to us? Will Will that create a sense of paranoia? Will we go down the Matrix? Will it be like a Blade Runner situation, you know? Or... 100% 100% sure it will be like the you know? first time you put like there's going to be such regulation and the first time someone breaks that regulation and a person is found out to be an android or a replicant or whatever you want to call it mass hysteria will ensue yeah. without a shadow of a doubt yeah because that'll always that's kind of like the dark question right like what does it mean to be human that i don't yeah. know if we can easily answer that now without even really super defining you just know like because there's nothing else that's like us right but the second you artificially create something that is looks like a human talks like a human responds like a human and you're like uh can we fuck it you know that's obviously the (laughs) follow-up question that comes after and then it's like does this thing have rights because that's you know is it thinking for itself or is it just responding based on programming? You know, right. it starts like uh Gerber says quacks like a human. <laughs> right. That's it. It's just, um, you know, but you start getting to some ex machina sort of stuff, you know, like from that movie where you're like, eh, is this thing thinking for itself? Cause I, to me that that's where the breaking point is. If it's thinking for itself, if it has quote unquote feelings or it understands that sort of stuff, then you're heading into uncharted territory. But if it's like, well, it's determining if it does have those feelings because it's it that's where once you once you start to kind of come to that precipice and you're you're figuring out have we crossed it yet mm-hmm. that, that's where it becomes real dicey because what is just advanced programming versus what is true consciousness then that's that gets into an entirely new like metaphysical debate yeah because i have without a doubt i know exactly how we as humans would handle this if there Tell was me. something that we created that all of a sudden had this, we would beat the shit out of it. It would be a very much a matrix situation. Right. I don't know if you haven't, uh, if you've ever seen the animatrix at all, it's like, no, the, there's like the short like films and animations that sort of like yeah. give you the backstory behind the matrix. Well, in a, in that it, 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 there's like sort of an animation that, uh, shows what happens like when the machines became sentient and how the humans reacted to it. And it was not great, sure. which led to, the whole situation of the, of the matrix. That is very much how I feel like it would go because there would be a, there'd be a strong group of people that would be anti whatever that is without a oh, doubt. You're always going to yeah. have it, but it's going to be situations where man, 
racism is alive and well today with other humans. What do you think that's going to be like with <laughs> the new version of humans? You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, <clears throat> I just had to type the first three words of this sentence. <clears throat> but remember the uh, Hitchbot? No. Hitchbot was a, uh, it had a GPS system. It had a. Oh, Hitchbot. Yeah. It was trying to hitchhike across continents, I think. And it made it to Philly. And then it got beat to shit. And it found, it was found destroyed on the side of the road in Philadelphia. I remember, remember, I think you you shared that with me. Yeah. I think we did an episode on it. But if we can't even accept Hitchbot, which was essentially just a garbage can with gloves and a solar panel, like if that's all it had, if we can't accept that, there's no way we're going to accept true AI. Yeah. We will beat the ever-loving shit out of it. Sir Lloyd says we would fuck it and then beat the shit out of it. <laughs> exactly. And then we would say... We'll get to the butt in a second. Exactly. You know? Right. <laughs> I love that new drop. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think, uh, I think we're... I, the thing is, I think we have elements of this finally coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like we've got, we've got a fantastic CG, mm-hmm. right? We've got that we've seen in movies like the Avengers movies, all the yeah. fights that happen with the Hulk and Iron Man in the air, Thanos, you know. right? Thanos. So we've got some really amazing CG. We've got these computer graphics that you're talking about for uh, the Last of Us Two. Uh, we've got deep fake. You know, we've got yeah. uh, AI is on is is getting better and better. I think we've got all these components, and we're getting or we've got we've we got robots who can open doors. And we've got sex dolls, so we've got all the other. We've got individual components. We just need someone to put it together. Yeah, and you know, you you've heard the you know, just sifting through audio of of different people. Like Joe Rogan had a podcast with himself based right. on the AI generated thing, and I mean, it's it's very very possible to yeah. make that stuff happen. And that is unsurprisingly possible. a Black Mirror episode. So you know. I just started the first episode. Oh, it's unfortunate got, you started with that one. But, you know, it gets better from I, there, man, I promise. I, honestly, I understand it's an anthology series, and I could literally jump into literally any episode. Yeah. But for some reason, I have this weird urge to start at the first and I'm go the same all way. the way through. I don't know why. I know I don't have to. Just, Would you recommend starting, like, three seasons in? or No, I'd just start with season one, episode two. I mean, finish if you if you've started the first one, just finish it. Just know I mean, that. When I say start of it, I'm like five minutes into it, and I got pulled away to do something else. You know, it's worth watching. Just don't judge the rest of the series. That's probably the weakest episode, really? <laughs> hands down. It is the okay. weirdest. It's the weakest. Um, d- just you know don't you- don't don't judge it too entirely based on that episode. That's fair. Do you know what actually made me start finally watching it? What's that? It was uh, the movie The Gentleman. With Matthew McConaughey, Pierce Brosnan, or uh, oh. sorry, uh, Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. um, Charlie Hunnan, mm-hmm. uh, they they kidnap someone and make it look like he fucked a pig, and they reference Black Mirror. I was like, that sounds like episode one of Black Mirror, right. and that's what <laughs> I, I know that happens in episode one. I'm like, oh. They reference Black Mirror. I should probably finally watch that. So yeah, I man. have uh, you've been on me for a while, but you have the movie The Gentleman to thank for, for finally making. I'm me glad watch. your good friend The Gentleman could finally get you 
It's amazing, which which finally like sparks us to watch that stuff, right? Isn't it weird? Yeah. I've had you know the amount of times like my brothers recommended something to me. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it again. I told okay. you about Donnie Darko, you know, and all that. Yes. My my reluctance, yeah. and then finally something pushes me. I'm like, fine, I'm in the mood. I'll watch it. And then I'm like, they were right. Oh wow, I should have watched it. Was this worth so it. Well. Just right. again, that's not a really good. It doesn't set the right tone for okay, the rest of the, of the anthology, but. I say it's worth a watch. It's fucked up, but it's worth a watch. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'll be curious to get your reaction to some of those episodes because, man, yeah. they're they're really. Well, good. I remember a long time ago you said that we should basically go through each episode and make that an episode of Mind Gap. Like, what's what's really terrifying? Talk about it. What's terrifying is that a lot of those things are super applicable to today. Like oh, I'm sure, yeah. these things like you watch this like that, that's pretty scary. That a lot of it you're like, you, how many times have you seen people be like, this is a black, they already did this in black mirror. What are we doing? Like it gets, yeah. it's pretty fucked up, man. Like the stuff where you're like, cause I think that's what I like about black mirror. I don't, as I've gone through life, which I think most people go through is like, I just don't trust humanity. Like I want to, but, um, yeah. our penchant for revenge, for punishment, for um, getting ahead and succeeding, sure. um, what we're willing to do, what we're willing to sacrifice, um, you know, to, I guess, in some situations, play God, if you will. You know, there's a real darkness uh, that I see in most humans, and oh, Black yeah. Mirror really shines a light <laughs> on that, like, to the point where you look at this and you're like, yeah, this seems extremely plausible. <laughs> Nice. extremely pl- the one in particular there's one later on where the whole thing is about uh i think I, I told this to you it's like social media right you're you have a social media currency right. based on how people rate you and based on those ratings it will give you access to things so if you have four like four out of five stars that's better than 3.9 like there's these thresholds it's almost like a credit rating but it's a social credit rating and if you're it, it for it's it's amazing how that affects people's behaviors in that I'm like that is incredibly similar to kind of how we live our lives today and you look at that and you're like boy that's not too far off like so the people that write this stuff you're like oh shit like these guys take something that's super obnoxious and annoying they're like what if we took it to a really dark place (laughs) and there's only a handful of like happy episodes (laughs) that's it's sad to me (laughs) <laughs> oh, the Waldo episode. Uh, that one. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That one's also pretty. Boy, uh, I can't wait to dive into this shit. Yeah, dude, it's a great show. It, to anyone that's listening or anyone that's on Twitch, yeah, you if you haven't watched it, check it out, man. It is. It's a hell of a show. It'll get you. It'll get you going. <laughs> it'll get you going. Uh, you know what else will uh, get me going? Is the fact that X-Men is 20 years old, Doug. I know. That's crazy, man. Happy anniversary. To X-Men the movie. Like, I saw some screenshots of that. And I'm like, God damn, Hugh Jackman looks young. (laughs) Doesn't he, though? He looks so young. He played Wolverine for 17 fucking years, man. 17 years. That's crazy. And you know what? 20 years, and what do we have to show for it? The Dark Phoenix? That's that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad, man. That's, that's too, too bad, bad, man. That is uh that's a But you right know there. what? Credit where credit's due, it helped build 
it helped create the steps to where we got to today. You know, Look, they were one of the first ones that like, quote unquote, grounded superheroes and kind of tried to make them grittier. And like they they really took them away from the Joel Schumacher feel that they had become. Yeah. So it was definitely the get- first serious. <laughs> I mean, because it was up there with Spider-Man, right? Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Absolutely. came out roughly the same time. And people love X-Men, man. Like, people love that franchise. I'll I'll say that original movie, two and three, two, eh, three, fuck it. But the original X-Men movie, I still say, is not as terrible as everyone paints it to be. Well, I I think... Actually, I don't mind it. I think a lot of people... great. I think a lot of people do like that one. I personally don't because I find it to be pretty boring. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. And um, I don't like Anna Paquin as Rogue. Um, you have an issue with Anna Paquin. I do. I really do. do. I'm not a fan yeah. of her. I especially wasn't a fan of her in in that series. Um, it just I don't know. It was okay. I love Ian McKellen. I don't think he was a good Magneto for some reason. He just didn't. I'll say when you go back and look at X Men One. I forgot how young he was too. Right. Like I forgot how much 20 years does age you. Like yeah. at the time I was like, okay, I could see him as an older, like Fastbender's Magneto is what we kind of envisioned as like in the cartoons and the comics. Like he's a little more ripped. He's got spunk, but you know, as an older gentleman that has like maybe nearing the end of his time <clears throat> at that time, I think Ian McKellen was fine when he got really old. <laughs> It was, that was a, a little harder sell for me. Yeah. But yeah. It's my Sly Barfast goes, what? I didn't, I I think. Well, no, no. I think he's saying that to what Jared said above it. Which I don't was, know. I don't, I don't even, I don't even hate the toad lightning line. That's a really bad line. A That's really, a bad if you haven't line. heard it, it's like, do you know what happens when a, to- when a toad's struck by lightning? The same as everything else. It's like, it's such a lame ass line. It burns. Cernian and uh, Sir Patrick made those roles. I, see, here's the thing. Oh, it was about Ian McKellen. Okay, Ian McKellen, sorry. I think, is a phenomenal actor, but he played it like I didn't. I didn't find the complexity in him that I found with like Fastbender. Now, Fastbender played a younger Magneto, right? A more rage-filled Magneto, and I think that's what appealed to me more. Whereas Ian McKellen's sort of like calm sinister element to me. It just didn't, he didn't have the physicality that I felt like Magneto had. Like that's fair. Part of it. Magneto is like Magneto would just levitate and use magnetism and stuff like that to do what he wanted. But he had a physicality to him that I just don't think Ian McKellen was able to do. And I think I would have loved to explored that if that movie came out now, perhaps I would with this, with the cast that was that same age transported to this future and see like what we were able to do with it because I didn't like the plot. Um, it it just I don't know. There's a lot about it that I didn't really enjoy, but I think there was I don't know. Fastbender, as shitty as like I think First Class is one of the best ones. X Men First Class. I think I agree. I, that I absolutely agree. Movie is phenomenal, and I like James McAvoy as uh, as um, uh, Xavier as well. I think he does a phenomenal. I think those two are great. Sing Fastbender. Mm-hmm. His portrayal of Magneto was so powerful to me, even in the shitty movies, even in the bad ones, like even in uh, the uh, the I'm already forgetting its name, the one that came before Dark Phoenix with uh, what's oh, his nuts, yeah, uh, just that whole sequence where he's you know 
hiding out. He has a family and you know, he, his daughter dies spoiler alert for the shitty movie. Um, and you see just like the pain that he has and what he does with just a metal necklace, <laughs> how he annihilates, annihilates an entire group of people or even yeah. in uh days of future pass. Um, you know, was that the one where he did it? Um, no, no, it was in uh, um, first class when he's like, I'm warning you, the humans are going to turn against us. They will. And when they do, I'll be ready. And, like, he was so prepared to just fucking nuke these guys. Like, it, yeah. it, what he was willing to do because he didn't trust them. And it was more compelling to me in that moment than it was seeing Sir Ian McKellen play. Like, Ian McKellen didn't have, to me, maybe I need, I don't know, I watched X2 not that long ago, and I was like, it's okay. I remember that movie being amazing because I just like Nightcrawler. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. And but, Cummings, Nightcrawler was fantastic. Yeah, he did a wonderful job. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know, I guess I just didn't get that the same way. It seemed too mwahaha to me. Yeah. As opposed to a guy that was like, we are the next chain in the evolution. And Ian McKellen's character does say that. I just didn't believe it, I guess. Which is, it's hard yeah, for me yeah. to say because I love Ian McKellen. But I just don't think he was the right fit for that. Of course, Patrick Stewart was... The perfect fit for. <laughs> I honestly, remember when you say that like someone was born to play a role. Mm -hmm. I don't think there exists a more perfect embodiment of that. Mm -hmm. He was born to play that role. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, Sly says Wolverine threw himself at Magneto a thousand times and could never remember his metal bones were a liability. Yeah, it's also amazing how quick he is to forget. As old as he is, I. I, I, I Bums me out, man. Just bums me out what we ultimately got. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for where we can go from here I am and too. what we can do with the franchise. But, man, that's pretty wild to think that's 20 years old. It's yeah, man. Wild. God, that came out when I was 17? Jesus uh, Christ. Holy shit. My goodness. I, re I, I do remember when that originally came out, I was gaga over that movie. And then as I as I've aged more, I'm like, okay, I can see the the cracks in the foundation on it. Yeah. But I do do remember when it first came out, I was blown away at what I was watching because I don't think, to your point, I don't think we'd seen the superhero movie like that yet. Yeah, the, all of them had just been. I mean, what was the best one up to that point? I I, I couldn't even tell you. Shit, man, that's a really good question. Between before Spider Man and X Men, like, what was the really good superhero movie that came out? Like, I I guess Dude. Super Superman probably. Yeah, I honestly think it might have been because I mean Schumacher's uh, Batman were just yeah they were comical, but like well Tim Burton's like you know wow. yeah you you Tim Burton's Batman's Tim which were also commercially successful you know but they were they were good but they weren't just like blow you away good like, I mean I think they were for the time you know that Batman yeah yeah, yeah. Know, the first Batman was like holy shit this is a dark gritty Batman because before that you had uh, you know Adam West stuff so yeah. Um, and then Batman Returns was did, always pretty I don't intense. think they did a, a lot of superhero movies, though. I, I don't think, like, no. we had Batman and we had Superman. That's about it. And yeah. I think we had Spawn. They they tried to go a little mm. off the beaten path. But, like, yeah. I, yeah, I Fantastic think Fantastic Four. Yeah, but that came out after. Did it? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, like, All that stuff kind of runs Spider -Man together. I think Spider-Man and, and X-Men kind of ushered in, like, the true age of superhero movies that everyone is kind of getting yeah. to the critical mass point at this point but I, yeah. I i think i'd say that you know batman 
and Superman laid the foundation, and then Spider-Man, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, and X-Men sort of then built on top of that, yeah. and then that led us into you know where we got today. Because I think Absolutely. the good, oh boy, <laughs> Jervis says Carl Urban as Dread, dude, that is such an underrated film, uh, Dread, because there's Stallone's Dread, which is just oh, it's hysterical, it's hilarious, amazing. it's amazing. Yeah. But have you ever seen Carl Urban's Dread? Oh. It's- it's a hell of a movie. Phenomenal. It's really good, yeah. Just as far as like a pure adrenaline action movie, there's not, again, you're not going to get a lot of substance with it, but it's a really fucking fun action movie. It's a great, great movie. And of course, yeah. he listed him as Billy Butcher, which if you guys haven't seen the new trailer, oh, trailer? for woo! season two of The Boys, woo! Oh, boy. oh man. Oh, boy. Uh, a dull moment says if Sir Patrick Stewart was born for that role, I think he was also born to be Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Name another actor who was born to play two different roles. I agree. I he was. I mean, he was. He was the captain of the of the the Starfleet. Like the people always say, like is is it Kirk or Picard? Like who's your captain? I always have identified. I'm not a huge Trekkie, but I've always identified more with Picard. I'd say to name someone else who's born to play a role. Uh, uh, I definitely say. Um, you know, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I mean, I think he was born to play that role for sure. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Pops motherfucker says Spawn. Yeah, man. I mean, Spawn was a travesty. Like that. There's nothing I would love more than to see a really good Spawn movie. I know they're working on it. They have been. It's been yeah. a, Todd McFarlane's been you know writing it for a while. I would love to see a modern day <laughs> telling of Spawn. I bet that could be very interesting, and I think it'd be really fun to see that as. Who would a, you cast? Well, it depends on how you want to go with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm assuming you would probably, you'd have to just start over, right? And have Spawn and probably tell a story. Or do you just start, you know? No, you'd have to because people I, don't know Spawn, you know? You retcon it. Yeah, like there's that first movie never happened. Yeah. Everything that happened in there, you're starting fresh. I, dull moment, I know you said two roles. I was just thinking of someone else who was born to play that role. And it was, you know, fine. Uh, Green Lantern and Deadpool. There you go. Ryan Reynolds no, no, no. was there the to play both. And Deadpool. There he was go. born to play no, that no, no. character in the proposal. Deadpool and X-Men and Wolverine Origins and Deadpool and Deadpool. There you go. Oh, boy. There fuck we you, go. Joel. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Dual Moment. <laughs> Van Wilder. Amazing movie. I was really into that movie for a while. Long time. Oh, yeah. Long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I was... I was. A, I really... Spawn was such a goddamn disappointment. That movie just... <laughs> to this day, just... Rubs you the wrong way. I don't know who I'd cast for that, though. That'd be a tough one. That'd be a really tough one for Spawn. Because they're behind the cloak most of the time, and they're in heavy makeup. So, as far as, yeah. like, the look goes, um, I mean, Idris Elba? That dude's a badass. He could play just about anything. Oh, that'd be good. I'd love to see him. Oh, Michael. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Dude, him but as Killmonger? Like, like, yeah, he could totally go there. He could totally saying, get like, there. He... I guess people have jumped comic book realms before, haven't they? Like people I mean, have jumped. Steve side, Rogers. So. <laughs> oh fuck, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he was he was uh Johnny Fireballs in uh <laughs> Fantastic. He War. Was. Great great balls of fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Dude, that would be I a guess great it one. On how you want to go. Like, do you want to go season spawn or do you want to go young spawn? Like seasoned, I could totally see Idris yeah. Elba. Young, I could totally see. Um... <sighs> That's interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. I would. I don't know. I hope that gets made. I hope that really, really gets made. 
Dull moments having a, a fit over here about something. Yeah, what's going on here? It says someone who has played a role. My God, guys. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what that means. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. But all I know is that uh, Ryan Reynolds far surpasses Sir Patrick Stewart in that he has played the same character in two different incantations and done a phenomenal job. So, Shots fired. <laughs> and to answer your question, Slotty, will they ever not fuck up a Fantastic Four franchise? Who knows? Uh, Marvel owns it now. Maybe they'll uh, work it out. Who fucking knows? I'd love to see a good interpretation of that, but fingers crossed. We can only wait and see. My guess is going to be no. I don't think you can do it <laughs> for this point. My guess is no. I mean, I, I think you could. Especially if you're going to bring like Galactus into this shit and things like that, I think you totally could. I mean, it, and who's the guy? Uh, Krasinski is campaigning pretty hard right now to be uh, Mr. Fantastic Four. Is he? I think he really is. I think he's really. Been, I think he's basically been like Marvel, call me because he also really wanted to be Captain America originally. No. Yeah, he was like he really, really, really wanted to be Captain. America. He did America. a great job in Jack Ryan. Yeah, so like, he's definitely I mean, got he, the chops. He but. does, yeah. He can do action. He got mm -hmm. cut to shit in that movie, like, mm -hmm. I mean, or that show. Yeah, like, he can do it, but that's ah, so weird. I just can't see him as Reed Richards. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Who knows? I'd love to see a good Fantastic. I was really excited with the the one they did, you know, not that long ago that and just was a giant turd. I can't even get oh, myself yeah. to watch it. It was on, it was I like, they were like, it was on the banner on Disney Plus. It's like Fantastic Four. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. I'm not watching that. <clears throat> I did. Yeah. <laughs> I watched part of it. Uh, I stopped. Of course you did. Of course you did. Because you're Justin. <laughs> you, and that's what I love about you. It's because you're did. like, you're like, I'm curious. You just, you, you and my brother are a lot that way. You're like, well, I got to see. I mean, I just got to see how bad it is. And to see the train wreck, man. And sometimes I can do that. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, all right, let's see how this, but I'm always looking at this. Like, it's not, it's not a good use of my time. It's just not a good use of my time. <laughs> Slotty says, I want to see a Charlie Cox Daredevil movie. Uh, fuck yes. I would Who love to see, that? to see a Daredevil movie. I'm so bummed that that show just ended. But you know what, though? I think it was three good seasons. So I think... They didn't, they didn't run themselves into the ground. No, it was they really good. Such a high note. Um, I love... I just love Charlie Cox. I love... Because Daredevil is such an interesting character, right? He doesn't oh, really yeah. have incredible superpowers. He can just basically see, and he's highly trained, you know? So. <laughs> but when you put it that way, yes. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking lame-o. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I would love to see more of that. Hopefully they will. I mean, for anyone who couldn't realize how big of a deal that was, I mean, and I, 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 I mean, because it is the whole deal that Netflix and, and essentially Marvel Gotten a pissing match over it once you know Marvel bought that property back and they essentially but maybe was was it that Marvel's like yeah we're not going to make any more of these because we want to essentially transition this back over to our stuff yeah well so Marvel so Disney purchased slowly over the course of like two or three quarters they acquired the majority share in Hulu and Comcast uh, Universal was the holdout and finally and they were like we're not selling our thirty percent we're not selling and then one day everyone woke up and Comcast like. Hey guys, guess what? We're going to sell our 30%. We're making a boatload of money and we're going to start Peacock. <laughs> and uh, 
then Disney owns Hulu now. And so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think what they're looking to do is they were pulling from all these platforms. They were pulling all their properties back slowly, right. but surely. And so they basically said, Hey, Netflix, we're done. We're, we're not going to make any more with you because we've got Disney plus that we're dropping. Plus we've got Hulu. Disney plus is obviously meant for the family friendly stuff. And I really do think that after a certain amount of time passes, I think that they're going to use Hulu as their platform to put the Daredevil, the grittier R or TVMA rated type stuff that you just cannot get away with on, on Disney plus. And so the shitty thing is, is that they are held up legally. Netflix owns the television rights to those characters for a certain mm. period of time. And so I don't think Disney plus, I don't think Disney can make a TV version of that character until that lapse, until those rights lapse. That makes sense. Cause they were pulling yeah. all the Marvel movies off of there, all the Disney animated movies off of there, the Pixar stuff. It was slowly yeah. just being like, yeah, we'll let those run their course. And then we're going to pull them off and put them on our own and, platform. And Netflix wasn't in any way, shape or form going to give them any handouts by saying, sure, you can have these TV rights back. I'm yeah. sure Netflix was like, you know what? Fuck you. You're pulling so much property off our, off yeah. our platform. We'll show you. Yeah, which is unfortunate yeah. because, like, you want to build off of that buzz, and they're like, nah, we're not going to yeah. let you do that. <laughs> cancel, yeah. cancel, cancel. It's like, shit. I'm curious to see if Netflix will ever release the rights to that, and it'll be rebranded as a Hulu show, hmm. and the first three seasons go on Hulu, and then they re revamp it. Do yeah. they reboot it? I'm just curious to see where they go with that. I'd be curious too. I just I didn't know how cool Daredevil could be, and that show was so awesome. I just I really really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked the acting. They did. I mean, Wilson Fisk was phenomenal. Like just yeah. introducing the Punisher was great. Bullseye was surprisingly <laughs> compelling. Uh, yeah. Just there was just a lot of cool stuff in there, and um, I really was bummed when they're like canceled. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Well, I like, I do. I like how they, again, they brought it down to a very gritty level. Mm -hmm. And those, like, from a cinematography standpoint, those extended shots, those extended fight scene shots, they put at least one of them in every season. My God, were those well choreographed. Like, just trying to conceptualize how to shoot that. Man, they were so good. And believable, too. Like, I believed because he got the shit beat out of him, you know? Right. He didn't just breeze through like Superman. No, like that first one in the season, I think it was at the end of episode two of season one, where he go, yeah, where he goes and saves that kid. It's yep. that like three that's minute that's shot where he's yeah. just going from room to room, beating the shit out of people. And then he's just breathing heavy. Like at the end, he does one final move. He can barely get it off. And he's just like, yeah, <sighs> I can't tell you how many times I've watched that scene. And every time I look at it and I go, if they messed up, they had to cut and reset this entire set that had to be so nerve wracking. Yeah. So nerve wracking. Yeah. It's, it's funny because tracking shots always blow my mind that anyone has yeah. the patience to do them. They look amazing, but God damn, that's gotta suck so bad. I mean, it's probably one of the best things for the editors are like, woo, two minutes. I don't have to mess with, you know, right. like we're just going to clip this and pop it in like, and move on. They're like, was it worth it to spend two days trying to get this? You know, like, <laughs> And the editor's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's great for I me. It was great, yeah. Because um, uh, Scrubs had a tracking shot in the first season, too. Um, it. Where it was, I think it was towards the end of season one. And it starts with Donald Faison, like, hitting a basketball shot. 
and they had to do okay. like 20 takes because he wasn't getting it. Like, so people were getting really pissed. And then like, there was stress because like, if we fuck this up at the end, we have to start over and Donald's got to take the shot again. We're not, yeah. we're not, we don't believe that he can make it. His ego was getting so destroyed because he prides himself on being shoot basketball. He's like, ha brick. He'd be like, fuck. Like he was getting so mad because he couldn't hit it. And then they just go into the hospital, but it's like, no one was getting down to do it. They're like, he missed it again. There was like, fuck. Like, that's amazing. They call background action. Everyone has to then just stop. Like, ah, never mind. Back to one. <laughs> uh, in regards to Daredevil, uh, Jared said it has to do with merchandising rights too. Yeah, probably. Most things have to do with merchandising rights yeah, right. on some level. Yeah. And then Slotty says Vincent D'Onofrio gave up his body for that role. That is the true. Yeah, that guy. Man, was he terrifying as Fisk. Like, yeah. God, he was scary. Just... Because especially in the first couple episodes, like when you finally see him, you're like, okay, he seems like a pretty okay guy. And then he just yeah. chops a guy's head off with a car door. <laughs> you're like, what the oh, fuck? Boy. And you see him lose his temper and you're like, uh. And then also what I loved, what I've always loved about how Marvel does this is they, they show the aftermath of something and how it affected the world. Like because of the invasion of New York, uh, yeah. What happened, right? Everything got destroyed. So a lot of that real estate got bought up. You know, people that had money and wealth, you know, guys like organized crime started like getting influence because they were rebuilding the city. And then all those different interested parties. Like it was really, really cool to see how that all that stuff fit in. And yeah. I always, always wanted to see some sort of cameo with Daredevil. Luke Cage know, or something no. like I really was hoping like I don't know I mean would that be amazing in the portal sequence somehow they just I mean it would be really weird because you hadn't seen anything but they just show up and like who the fuck are these guys but to see him come out and they're just like yeah he's got his like stuff and Luke Cage is just like let's do this you know that would be pretty badass yeah, yeah. And Iron Fist is just crying in the corner because uh, of his parents no they actually push him back in the portal <laughs> like no, Dr. Strange Dr. Strange goes hold on hold on hold on Closes up behind him. He's like, no, 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 no. We don't want you here. You're too much. Yeah. You're too much of a liability. You're gonna ruin this one chance. We don't need you. We're fine. Right. We've got. If Man shot. we have Mantis, so Mantis is more important than you, and all she knows is empathy. So get the fuck out of here. Oh my God, that's so sad. <laughs> I always thought it was funny when Mantis showed up to that scene. I'm like, I'm not really sure what you're gonna do. You don't seem like right. a physical type, like to be like, well, I'm gonna punch you. You're like sleep. Feel scared, bad. you're scared. Feel, feel emotions. Yeah. Super important. I mean, they used her in crucial moments in this franchise, right? She's able to put ego to sleep. She she put she incapacitated Thanos. She has a very specific set of skills for very specific situations. Skills that may be dangerous for men like you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh real quick, Jared also said Vincent D'Onofrio, Drew, was born to play Kingpin and Edgar the Bug. I don't know who Edgar the Bug is. Men in Black? Oh, right, 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 right. The main, yeah. You're right. Edgar the Bug. Edgar the Bug. That's right. That makes sense. My cat's howling at me. I can't handle this, so I'm going to have to let her out. Pause. Well, That's I... fine. That's fine. Where are you? Go. <laughs> Guys, what? you're hearing something so special right now. Oh. This is how Doug interacts with his pussy. What? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the butt in a second. Come here, come here, come on. <laughs> oh my God. 
And then Slotty said he used to work with a guy that was a dead ringer for Edgar the Bug. Smelled like I imagined an alien wearing a skin suit would smell too. That is extremely unfortunate. And on that note... The Throwdown. Uh, This is a special one. This is a very special throwdown. Someone saved a lot of points to get this throwdown. 3,500 Twitch points they saved to, right. to do this. And so this. So yes. I'm going to give you the honor of introing this throwdown. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, so this one comes from Sirloin84. And this is between the beast from the movie Krull versus Darkness from the movie Legend. It's a battle of the ridiculous 80s fantasy adventure villains. Justin. <laughs> I'm I'm ready. Have you seen either of these movies? False. <laughs> I'll say this much. Yeah, I, I watched not. I watched Kroll and I Go ahead. I didn't even know these were movies. <laughs> when he originally said it I went Oh, these are video games I'm going to have to bone up on. Well, I remember because I saw you go, I'm going to have to do some research. I'm like, oh, he probably hasn't seen these. But the fact that you thought that they were uh, video games is hilarious to me. You got it. Um, I watch, I rewatched Kroll in the last seven or eight years. I watched it. It was on TV regularly when I was like a teenager and I was into the movie for some reason. It's a weird movie, man. It is weird. But... Liam Neeson's in it in a smaller role. Oh. 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 Does he have a particular set of skills? I mean, he's Irish in it. Um, make him very dangerous. Yeah, there are great actors in all of them. I mean, in the movie Legend, you've got a young uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Jack Reacher. Jack I could, Reacher. I couldn't think of his name. Young. That's all right. I was going to say Jack Nicholson. I'm like, that's not right. Uh, yeah, you got, and was is it Mia Sarah? Is that her name? That sounds right. No, it's not. What's her name? She's also in Legend. She plays the love interest. I can't remember what her name is. She's also in Time Cop. That's all I know. Tim Curry plays the villain in Legend. It's a dude. No, not the 2015 film. Legend. (laughs) Tom. Dude, Tim Curry as, uh, dude, his makeup and prosthetics are unbelievable in that film. I will say that, yes. It's Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah. Yeah. I was right. Awesome. Um, And Ridley Scott, I believe, directed legend as well so interesting well, let's find out um you are correct uh <laughs> it's very very good so kroll oh, is a lanyon was in it yeah she plays a race car driver wow okay mm-hmm. all right tina martin jesus all right yeah cork hubbard <laughs> come on uh stacked kroll is a weird fucking movie it is yeah. super duper weird. Um, yeah, it's that's about all I can say about it. Uh, but the villain in that movie is known as the Beast. And this character is interesting because, you know, thank you for, Justin, for finding the, the full breakdown yep. of what their powers and abilities are. Villains.fandom.com <laughs> forward slash wiki forward slash the Beast parenthesis crawl. So the beast is shown as a powerful shapeshifter who can assume any form he or anyone else chooses. The forms are not perfect imitations, however. 
The beast's red eyes appear in the pl in, in place of the form's natural eyes. He can also produce fire from various parts of his body, such as his hands and mouth, and make various items appear in thin air. I think it's such a weird qualifier in that sentence, where he's like, he can make produce fire from various parts of his body, such as, uh, we know what parts of the body are. I don't need you to give me a suggestion of what some parts of his body may be. Thank you. Right. Anyway. He also has the ability to create portals to other places, which he can look and travel through. He's also supposedly omnipotent and can bestow abilities upon others, but not on himself. So okay. there we go. And yes, dull moment race car driver. Uh, yeah, we still use that. We also say false.com a lot. I'm sorry. It got imparted into my DNA. I don't know what you want from me. So the other one is Lord of darkness from legend. All right. So, in addition to his considerable physical strength, the Lord of Darkness can shoot fireballs out of his fingertips and create illusions. At one point in the film, he enters the room by stepping through a mirror, leaving it intact, suggesting that he has teleportation abilities and can manipulate matter. He is a formidable swordsman and is capable of charming or intimidating people into doing what he wants, making him a master of psychological manipulation, alluded to by his statement that he can influence people through dreams, which he claims to be his speciality. The Lord of Darkness also has shape-shifting abilities, assuming three different yet similar forms over the course of the film. In one of his forms, he shows the ability to fly. So, we kind of got interesting powers here. If you look at a rundown... <clears throat> not in paragraph form of these powers and skills. Uh, we've got for the beast bestowing powers upon others, blasting flame and fireballs, creating objects and illusions, creating portals and omnipotence. Lord of darkness, omnipotence, omniscience, dark magic. Materiokinesis. <laughs> Materiokinesis, pyrokinesis, great strength, psychological manipulation, illusions, charm, deception, cunning, and umbramancy. <laughs> what do you think umbramancy means? I feel like that means that you uh, seduce umbrellas. It is a subset of the void class of magic, you fucking moron, in that oh, it is the rejection of a god's light. Rejection of the magic of fire, lightning, and light. Utilizing this rejection, a mage can siphon off the elements light and use umbermancy with no mana depletion. That is one of the nerdiest things I've ever said on this fucking podcast. So wait, let me get this straight. So he rejects fire and by doing so can use fire without depleting any of his magic. He is truly a, an agent of darkness. That's kind of what his whole shtick is. Okay. So, first of all, I got to say, the still... First of all, I got to say, Slotty, uh, those on Twitch are the only ones that will be privy to this. Couldn't agree more <laughs> to the previous statement. Um, the, the still of the beast from this website makes him look yeah. really hurdy der. Makes him look like a derpy derp derp. He's you like... You talking about the top one? Uh, uh, yeah, it's this... That, yeah, one? they're basically the yeah. same. He's just basically like, Hey, you guys! Um, I... I I think the sound he's making is or <laughs> um, so here's what I'll say based on my knowledge of or. these films <laughs> but so much less sinister right. um, I'll say from what I remember is that um, the beast has a massive army okay 
and he has a, a, a fortress that moves every day. Like from, it, so it's, it's very hard to track him. He's very difficult to find. But outside of that, he doesn't seem too like, I mean, he can shoot fire and stuff like that and, and crawl. I don't know. Like he doesn't seem overly powerful. Um, but I think he's huge though. He's like a giant creature. Whereas, you know, the Lord of Darkness, I mean, he's the larger than most most humans, but he's not a he's not massive, you know? Right. So I would say okay. they kind of I would say I, I kind of call it a wash between their ability to like fake each other out because I feel like they're probably evenly matched with what they can project. Although it seems like the beast is at a disadvantage because you'll always know it's him because his eyes are red, no matter what form he takes. Right. Um, Did we say that the Lord of Darkness could shapeshift as well? Yeah, he does illusions, deception, cunning, psychological manipulation, pyrokinesis. Look, I, I understand that uh, the beast is like a mountain size, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he's um, very, very large. Right. Well, here's the thing. The Lord of Darkness, an alias, he's Satan. He's the devil, flat out. Yeah. So... He's a fallen angel. Probably the second most powerful being. I, Bottom line, I just got to give it to the, the Lord of Darkness. Well, also, it says that Beast has omnipotence, which the technical definition is the quality of having fully unlimited power. So what is the... so? But the for Lord having... As no, well. that's... Does he? Yeah. And he has om, oh, wow. omniscience. Omniscience? Nope. The notion of divine... Oh, it's the capacity to know everything. Wow. <laughs> Justin's face right there was the best. It was a... Uh, huh. huh. Well, um, here's the thing. Again, based on what you see, the Beast doesn't offer a whole lot. Whereas the Lord of His Darkness... pretty uh, understacked. His, his, the Lord of Darkness also has an army of goblins and other really horrific things. And I just feel like there's more to the Lord of Darkness than there is to the Beast. I feel like the Lord of Darkness is stronger as more... He also thrives from the darkness. That's kind of like his thing. Obviously, he's the Lord of Darkness. Um, and well, With this mat, matriokinesis? Matriokinesis? Materialkinesis? That means that you can control one of the only two fundamental elements that, that the universe is made of. That seems that seems pretty overstacked. Yeah. Um, I love how um, Lord of Darkness has hobbies, but the Beast doesn't. Wait, what are his hobbies? Tormenting <laughs> victims, deceiving people, and running. Interesting. <laughs> Harnessing the power of darkness, ruling the underworld, yeah. and uh, sit-ups. He's, yeah. he's a big fan of keto, you know? And knitting. He likes yep. to knit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, goals. What are the Lord of Darkness's goals? Because you know what? Without goals, some would argue you don't have any direction in life. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So the Lord of Darkness, uh, he wants to kill the unicorn. Mm -hmm. First, that's top of the list. Uh -huh. He wants to destroy the sun and erase the power of light because, as we've discovered, you know, he rejects light. Mm -hmm. uh, he wants to usher in the age of eternal darkness and he wants to make Princess Lily his queen. He's all, failed. All, all of them failed. Right. Now, the beast, on the other hand, what are his goals, Doug? His goals 
are to conquer and enslave planets. Ah. To take over Kroll. Interesting. To, to kill Colwyn and take over the entire universe. I feel like those are all the same thing, just at grander scales. You know? They're redundant. Yeah, he's very redundant. <laughs> His crimes are attempted murder, universal conquest, and enslavement. That's fair. Universal conquest is a pretty big crime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I am going to give... Lord of Darkness on his crimes has animal cruelty. Yeah. That's, that's game over. And abuse of power, just like Trump. And destruction of property. <laughs> wow. Is the Lord of Darkness Trump? <laughs> I feel like all these just hit right too close to home. Sir Lloyd says this feels like the Hague. <laughs> we will read you your crimes and your hobbies and determine which one of you is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Based off of this. Based off of what we're reading, <clears throat> I would say that uh, the Beast is going to give the Lord of Darkness a, a it's he's going to give him a I won't I don't want to say a run for his money, but uh, he's, he's going to compete. Him, he's going to make him break a sweat. Yeah, but I feel like the Lord of Darkness is hundred percent of the time going to come out on top. Yeah, I think the Lord of Darkness he's more mischievous. He's more yeah. manipulative. I have to give credit to the Beast for having grand goals that are redundant. I mean, he wants to take over the universe. And I mean, Lord Darkness is like, let's get rid of all the light. I think they're both equally right. big, hairy, audacious goals. You know? Well, you could give the Beast uh, credit in that he's got, even though they are all the same goal on different scales, he's very focused. He has one goal. Yeah. I would say this. His Run goals every- are scalable. You know? There he's you got go. different phases. He's like, we start with taking over the planet. Right. Take over Kroll. We took over right. the universe. There it is. There it is. But, but unfortunately, goals mean very little when you're facing someone who wants to murder you. Exactly. So, so Lord, Lord of Darkness, Darkness for the yeah. win! Uh, Sir Lorne84, thank you for that suggestion. Hopefully that lived up to your uh, your points. That was so much fun. I really enjoyed that because those are two characters right. I have not thought about in a long time. And that was really fun breaking that down. If anyone has a throwdown they'd like to suggest, uh, if you save up the points in our Twitch channel, you can do it. Feel free. We'd love to do this stuff. So we happily, happily do that. So thank you so much for the suggestion. That was very, very fun. Uh, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? I am going to recommend, excuse me, it's not going to be for everybody, but uh, I will recommend Never Have I Ever. It is a coming-of-age uh, series on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's a comedy drama uh, produced by uh, created and produced by Mindy Kaling. Oh. Um, it's quirky. It's weird. It's awkward at times because it's coming of age. Um, I like the fact that it deals with um, uh, main characters uh, Indian. She's got a black friend. She's got an Asian friend. So it deals with main characters that are not what you typically see. You get to see a little bit into their culture. And what what all that's like, you still get to relate because they're going through the same things that most teenagers go through in high school. Um, And the fact that it is narrated by John McEnroe is just, it's the weirdest thing, but it works so well. So uh, I look, to say that I didn't choke up at the last episode, I'd be lying. Well, and we don't like liars. Right. So never have I ever on Netflix. Again, not for everybody. I enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, I'd highly recommend Dr. Sleep 
on HBO Max. It's oh, really? the sequel to The Shining, okay. starring Ewan McGregor, and it is awesome. Uh, it oh, is a sequel to the movie The Shining. Uh, the book is a sequel to the book The Shining. They are very, they are different. They have different endings and they have different things that play out based on those things. But uh, I would say it's it was a severely underrated film that just. Sure. I don't know if it was underrated. Like I think I I heard generally it was positive, but I just don't think a lot of people saw it. It is really good, like really good. Essentially, it's about uh, psychic vampires who are finding people that have the shine and essentially uh, trying to steal their life force out of it. And it follows Danny Torrance as an adult dealing with the same literal and figurative demons that his dad went through uh, with alcohol and with ghosts. Uh, that have haunted him, and it's phenomenal. It's so good. Description alone, it sounds horrendous. It's <laughs> I, when I, I say the word psychic vampires, yeah, probably doesn't do much. Um, right. But it's there's we're some pretty intense so moments in it. People who are, yeah, that's it's odd. Yeah, but I understand it's Stephen King, and I 100% have no doubt that it's awesome. What I have to say is, like you know, Stephen King writes in a lot of ways that are hard to put on film. Sure. Historically, oh, yeah. and they did a really because a lot of the stuff will happen in the mind, and they did a great job of like sort of depicting what's happening and okay. visualizing that sort of stuff. And there's this steady heartbeat throughout the film at different moments, and it's very unsettling. And okay. I was trying to figure out when this is playing, what's happening, but then I would just get lost in the film. So I'd love to go back and rewatch and like when the heartbeat is going, like what are they trying to do? Right. Because sometimes it would speed up and it would it would make me unsettled. It was very unsettling for me. And the music is just very it's very it's very good. I I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max right now. Check it out. It's awesome. Uh incidentally, speaking of Stephen King and HBO Max, I just I finally watched it chapter two. Yeah, what'd you think? I was a little bummed, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was scarier than the first one. First one was definitely more of a coming of age Mm -hmm. with horror. This one was definitely more just gore. Mm-hmm. And straight jump scares and this and that. It, it definitely didn't need to be two hours and 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, it, it goes right back to that. I disagree that it needed to be that long. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, out of the two, the first one is the far superior film. Agreed. The second one isn't as strong, but I think it's good because, again, that's a thousand-page book. And I think yeah. they did a good job adapting it. And... Um, I'd agree with you. It's not as strong. It definitely drags in some places, but it's yeah. worth a watch. It is a hundred percent. Yeah. But it definitely completes the story in a, in a satisfying way. So I definitely enjoyed it, but yeah, I agree with you. It's not as strong. Woo. What a show. Thank you all for hanging out with us. This is always so much fun. This is the highlight of my week. Um, so thank you to all the folks, to our dull moments, to our slotty Bart fest, to our sirloin 84s, to our gerbuses, to our married with gamings, to, who is the new person that popped in here? To our pops, motherfucker! Uh, <laughs> all you lovely, lovely people, thank you for hanging out with us on Twitch. And to all our listeners, thank you as well. Um, don't forget, if you do listen to us, uh, check us out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash MindGapPodcast. Uh, we do our podcast recordings. You come hang out with us. Uh, and we also do um, the uh, video game uh, streams on Saturday nights. This week will be Pummel Party. It's going to be a shit show. I can't wait for it. It's going to be so much fun. That's Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Also, uh, follow us on all our social medias, uh, at MindGapPodcast. Uh, we post a bunch of stuff on there. And check out our YouTube channel, because we will also post 
uh, highlights from our shows, highlights from our video game streams. They all go on there. Um, and also our full episodes go on there as well. So be sure to check that out. And also you can follow Justin on social media as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple podcast on Stitcher on Spotify and on Google podcast, wherever you can find and consume the podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to us, rate us, review us, share us around. The big one for us is sharing. Uh, if we share out a link or a, a tweet or an Instagram post that, that you think is interesting, share that out. If you like an episode, just copy the link, share that link out. Sharing is caring, and it means a hell of a lot to us. Um, 2 east slash mindgap is where you can find a uh, library of our shows. And then 2 east in general. Um, and then just check us out on social media, and we've got quarantine web series coming up we've got a couple other things so it'll be good good stuff uh jared says we need to oh. nominate doug for that other podcast so right doug benson go on twitter find doug benson's account he's looking for other dugs to have the wide world of dugs is what it's called he's looking to have other dugs on his podcast we already submitted we tweeted at him uh from a bunch of different accounts and if you guys could get on there find that tweet and mention Doug of Mind Gap should be on his podcast. That would yes. go a long, long way for us. If that were to happen, I'd shit my pants. But, you know, yeah, hey, be like, okie dokie. Uh, so, yeah, you guys check that out. <laughs> All the support matters, start, man. I'll be starting the world of Justin's with uh, Justin Bieber. How much weed do you smoke? I never smoked weed, so that would be really interesting. So, <laughs> Give me a f- riveting show. Um, anywho, uh, thank you all. As always, you're the best. Uh, specifically, I want to say uh, thank you to Justin. Thank you, Doug. And I also want to say thank you to the listeners. And thank you to the Twitchers. And also thank you to anyone who purchased merchandise from us. Yes. We really appreciate that. It's a big support. And thank you for the folks that continue to subscribe, uh, that follow us, all that sort of stuff, that do the cheers. It, it means a lot. You're supporting the podcast. It's the first time ever. We've actually seen any sort of revenue from this, so it's pretty exciting. And yes. we very much appreciate your support. You guys are awesome. But that all we being, really want to do is cover. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, so right. thank you for helping us do that. It's it's the best thing in the world. So uh, so I just want to say uh, from the bottom of my heart, um, have a dandy fucking week. We'll see you next time. Mind Gap Podcast.